Coming up, Dave Eubank on his book, Do This For Love. You don't want to miss this. My dear friend Dave Eubank is a former U.S. Army Special Forces Ranger officer. He's the founder of the Free Burma Rangers, a multi-ethnic and faith-based relief organization. Dave, his wife Karen, and their three children are now back in the U.S. for the launch of his new book. This, this book right here, Do This for Love, Free Burma Rangers and the Battle of Mosul. I was with Dave many times overseas. He's one of the bravest people I've ever met on the planet Earth. He does know how to show the love of Jesus to the people of Burma, Iraq, Kurdistan, Syria, and Sudan. And by providing help, hope, and love, he demonstrates that. Do This for Love is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and independent bookstores nationwide. Dave, thank you for taking time to join us today. Thank you, sir, Ollie. You're, I, someone asked me today, who are you talking to? I said, this guy's like my uncle. I love him. <laughs> well, I love you too, buddy. Look, at most people run from conflict, but you and your teams run toward it. You take your wife and your three children to some of the most dangerous places on earth. Why do you do this? I think because it's what God has for me. That's, that's my soul. Second, intellectually, oppression is wrong. You can't just look at it and let it go by. Third, in my heart, often these people love me when I go there before I even love them. But once you love each other, you're going to go. And the last is our, our physical body. We like doing this. We feel we're made to do this. We go as a family because we love each other and because there's families wherever we go, whether it's in Sudan or Burma, Iraq or Syria, there's families that are suffering. And so we go together because we love each other and we go together because our family can minister to other families. And when they see our family, let's say in the Battle of Mosul, the Iraqis go, oh, you must think we're all equal. God must love everyone the same because we have families here and you're here. Dave, you know, you're back in the States. You've been overseas for most of your life at this point. Your parent organization is called Free the Oppressed. And there's currently a great deal of turmoil in our country, which there's protesters, as they call themselves, out creating turmoil, protesting what they, they call systematic oppression in America. You've seen real oppression around the globe. Describe for our audience the difference in what you've experienced overseas to what it's like here in America. Well, systematic oppression is something that's ingrained and usually legal or it's allowed to happen. And that is not the case in America. In America, we have oppression all the time of each other because we sin. We have racism of every kind in America, and we, we always need to fight against it. But it, it's not systemic because, one, it's against the law. Second, people of every color and every major sports, we have uh, an African-American president. And that's not the case in a place where it's systemic. You will not, because of your color or your beliefs, go anywhere. And when you're in a place like Sinjar Mountain with the Yazidis and ISIS is killing every one of them just because they're Yazidi, that's very different. Here, we have a way to deal with things. And so I think there's a huge difference. You know, but when I came back to the United States, I asked God, what do, what do I share? What do I say? And I felt four things. One, God is bigger than any problem. And Jesus is the answer to every problem. Number two, do your job. Don't tell other people how to do their job. Number three, 
take the log out of your own eye before you try to take the speck out of someone else's eye. Ask Jesus to clean yourself. And then number four, only do and say what God has you do and say. But if he has you say something or do it, do it with all your might and you're going to feel his power. And so that's the context that I think as when I look at America, I think don't be led by comfort, fear or pride. Be led by the opportunities God gives you and do it in love. And so I have great hope. I was in I, I someone sent me Isaiah. Uh, I think it's chapter 12. I can't really remember. But the words are this. Don't be afraid of what these people are afraid of. Don't say it's a conspiracy. Don't be afraid of what these people are afraid of. God is with you. So we have to rise above all these fears on both sides and say, we want to live free. We want to live in love. And we want to work together to fix the wrong things in this life. Work together to fix the wrong things. Look, you and I have known each other for many, many years. And we share the same value system. You've got your good life clubs out there. What do you hope that they're accomplishing? Good life clubs is to help kids and parents really know there's a living, loving God out there who sent his son Jesus to help. And on this last mission in Syria, where one of my men was killed next to me, we met a Muslim man who said, can I join you? And he did. In two weeks, he ran the Good Life Club with my wife. He's not even a Christian, but that's okay. We have people from no faiths, all faiths. And as you know, sir, a U.S. Marine who's still an atheist twice saved my life in the Battle of Mosul. He's on my team. His name is Justin. He's awesome. He still doesn't believe in God, but he, he knows him because he knows love. And he, he saved my life twice in heavy fire. So anyway, this Muslim man helped my wife with the kids programs. And two weeks later, he said, thank you for opening my mind. I want to follow Jesus. And I said, are you? He said, I follow Jesus right now. He's in my heart. So you can't control that. You can't convert anybody. You don't want to convert anybody. That's God's business. But you can introduce people to the loving God who sent his son to help in all cases. And so that's one of the results and purposes of the Good Life Club, not just for kids, but adults too. Well, I tell you, I have seen you bear witness to your faith and the, the salvation of Jesus Christ. And there's been times when you've had to defend yourself in a war zone. Have you been criticized for some of that? Uh, some, you know, <laughs> when, the, for example, the time your Marine came out to save me, I hate to say that as a ranger, but I was sitting on the ground with an Iraqi soldier. ISIS came around, three guys were on the corner, seven yards away, close to four yards, shot him six times, shot me once. I came back up. I started fighting. I shot them. And there were still more, and I'm throwing grenades and yelling for help. And your Marine came running out to help me when pretty much no one else would. And when I tell a story like that, there's not really a lot of criticism, but there's a lot of um, people who don't invite us to come at all and will say things like, I can't see how you could be a missionary and shoot somebody. And to me, I can't see that either, except God, I don't have a policy except obey you. And I feel that sometimes the best thing you can do is try to stop somebody. You know, you want to stop without shooting, but someone like ISIS, who is literally laughing at you and yelling Alu Akbar, which they were as they shot, they want to die. They really do. It's just a matter of when and how. And so I'm not the executioner. I'm just another sinful man. I'm not better than them. But I believe in life, you still got to stand, not because you're good, because God is good. He's made a good world and we need to fight for it. And that's 
I don't have a big answer except case by case, day by day. Trust Jesus, follow him. I pray for these guys after I've killed them. Lord, forgive them. I don't, that's up to you if you do or you don't, but forgive them, let them know you. I'd love to see them in heaven. I'm not, I'm not a great guy, I'm just a little person. Dave, you and I know the power of prayer. How do you want our audience to pray for you and your family? Oh, want, number one, my girls maybe are going to college this summer and I'm gonna cry, but that if they do go to college, that college would be free. We wouldn't be hiding in rooms that are afraid from each other, that my girls could play polo and be on the rodeo team and have a normal college existence, along with every other American. Sure. My other prayer is that we would do and say God's will while we're in America and we could get back to our work in Syria, Burma, Thailand, and Sudan, because um, that's not easy to travel now. So that's my, my fear, I hate to admit it, but it's you asked what I pray for, that I wouldn't be afraid of that, I'd trust God. And for our country, for our beautiful country that's beautiful in nature, beautiful in people, we're a family. You don't have a choice. We are a family. And so we need to stick together and point to what's true and good and help each other. Those are my prayers. Dave, thank you for being with us today and for writing this powerful, inspiring book. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get this book at Amazon.com. If you want to bulk buy, you can go to bulkbooks.com and order multiple copies. And I would tell you that this is a great read by a great American, a dear, dear friend of mine, a person who knows our Lord and Savior well and who does His will every day. God bless you all. And remember, the motto of his organization was once De Oppresso Liber, Latin for to free the oppressed. And the motto of my organization was, are you ready? Semper Fidelis. Semper Fidelis means always faithful. And that's a way of life.